Glory Ali is rewriting the rules on leadership, business success, making money, and changing the world for women. This is the podcast for creative and ambitious female entrepreneurs or women contemplating the entrepreneurial path. Each week, you'll hear incredible stories of entrepreneurs from around the world discussing the most important areas of their lives, business, personal growth, and balancing family and career. Here, you can get the resources, tools, and skills you need to prosper and succeed. Welcome to the Sisterhood of Successful Entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, international speaker, entrepreneur, and business strategist, Glory Ali. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Sisterhood of Successful Entrepreneurs. Today, guys, first of all, I just want to thank you for you know taking time out of your day to listen to our podcast. I just have this quick little story I want to tell you. I um, My uncle had called me and asked him to drop something off at him yesterday, so I ran over real quick to drop it off. He's like, hey, I was listening to your podcast, and I'm like, what? You were listening to my podcast? He's like, yeah, I listen to it all the time. Now, he's a car salesman. And so that kind of like took me back. And I'm like, yeah, you're into sales. I totally get it. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So, you know, I just wanted, I thought that was cute. And I was like, wow. So I do have family members that listen to me, you know, not just other people. So that was kind of interesting. But um, so I just want to thank you guys. Make sure that you rate the show as well. Let us know you know, that you like to show, give us a rating because we absolutely love that. So I am super, super duper excited. Um, Today, our special guest is Matthew Gardner. And Matthew is a personal transformation specialist and the founder of the Phoenix Rising Masterclass, right? And so his mission is to empower visionaries, leaders, and entrepreneurs to ignite their intuition and unlock their full creative potential in order to make that impact in their community and the deepest and most meaningful ways. Matthew, welcome, and thank you for taking time out of your day to be with us today. Um, I wanted to ask you really quick, um, Phoenix Rising, how did you come up with that? Well, you know, that was inspired and it, the idea of the phoenix as a bird, it, it didn't really have a lot of meaning to me uh, personally. I know it's quite prevalent in spiritual circles and I've been involved in spiritual development for a number of years, um, but that particular symbol had never really stood out to me until maybe about two months ago and a mentor of mine had actually said that uh, you need to get a logo. The next day I was just looking through stock images and this a picture of a phoenix. No, I wasn't looking for a logo, but this picture of a phoenix just stood out and it just ignited this feeling within me. And then this idea of the phoenix rising just came to my mind and it just, I felt this inner fire ignite. And I was like, wow, I've never felt so stimulated by looking at an image before or by hearing a phrase. And it really became the basis of uh, the platform of, of the community now that I've initiated. And the real root of it, Glory, just to even like trace it back a little further, is uh, the idea of my late fiance who passed away from terminal cancer in April last year of 2020. That was the idea of rising from the ashes in, in terms of her making the transition from physical life to non-physical life. And from me making the transition from being engaged to no longer having her in my physical reality, 
And so it really was a rebirth for myself and, and a rising above the ashes. Yeah, I remember when you and I spoke about this last and um, what a powerful story. Like it really just all came together. It was meant to be. It just totally was just meant to be because that's just very powerful, very powerful right there in itself. Yeah. So tell us about your um, ignite your intuition and unlock your full creative potential. What does that mean to you? Well, I, from my perspective, the human endeavor is about reaching our, our greatest realization of what this human experience is all about and all of our basic needs, which, you know, whether you're following Maslow's hierarchy or other hierarchy of needs, but, you know, obviously we have our basic human necessities in order to survive. But then beyond that, we also have the need for connection. And that's often overlooked. Uh, we often feel, particularly with COVID, we're now more than ever realizing how important connection is and whether that's connection to other human beings, connection to nature, connection to God or source power, whatever it means, yeah, there has to be some. Yeah, Matthew, that's, you know, I'm over here thinking because that's how my brain works. But you just reminded me, like, when I had COVID, and I think you and I spoke about this, when I had COVID, I quarantined upstairs, and my daughter and her third kids were downstairs, and we put this big plastic in the hallway so that the kids couldn't come through, and that's how she would give me my food, right? But, um hearing that I had to stay very quiet because my oldest grandchild is attached to my hip like that is just like the day that I came upstairs and he heard me he cried like I remember hearing him cry mom please mom please abuela which means grandmother mom please I want to go with abuela what like that broke my heart mm -hmm. but when you talk about connection I that was the first thing that popped in my head because even though I was sick with COVID upstairs by myself I could hear them singing, laughing, crying, talking, and that made me so happy. Like mm -hmm. my heart would just warm up mm -hmm. and it would make me happy because even though I couldn't see them, at least I was hearing them. Mm -hmm. So I had that connection with them. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's so true how important connection is. Yeah, and, and connection can take many forms, right? It doesn't have to be physical face-to-face -face contact. It can be connection with any anything in existence, really, and it's our own definition of how we relate to it. So, um, you know, that's just the amazing thing of the uh, human imagination, which is really the next level of necessity is to have full creative self-expression. And a lot of people don't take that to heart they're like everyone accepts hey i need oxygen to live and you know if i don't have it for a minute or two i'll die they accept that but the higher we get up in that that hierarchy of needs it's like we neglect it more and more and it's it's that's just our conditioning right that's kind of human nature at its core i suppose you could say but that idea of unlocking your full creative potential and igniting your intuition those come from following your passion in life and whatever that means it's not necessarily a career but following your passion is just in the moment, having as much enthusiasm and energy and excitement that you can muster up for whatever you're doing. And by having that mentality and that perspective, it'll automatically lead you to the most energizing action steps to take. And that's how to live the highest quality of life, right? So many people are kind of in this back and forth, black and white, sweet and sour type of mentality. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like you can always be in that energy of excitement and knowing that a part of it is definitely exploring the unconscious beliefs that may have held us back in the past, but rather than it being a burden, rather than it being like, oh, it's knocking me down and then I got to get back on track, it's part of the pathway. And so even when you pursue those negative beliefs with a sense of enthusiasm to explore them, 
no matter how uncomfortable that may be at times, that is definitely part of the evolution to having that full creative self-expression. So what do you think are some like common challenges that people face when it comes to like intuition and creativity? Well, the first thing that comes to mind, just given some of your recent experiences, is the idea of like um, drugs and medication. Mm-hmm. And and we're in a conditioned society where it's normal to take Advil or Tylenol or whatever. I have a headache. You know, I'm going to take this pill that cuts off my pain receptors so I can numb it out or alcohol or cigarettes or other other uh, substances. So, you know, everything can serve its purpose. But human nature has, in general, particularly in the Western Hemisphere, has money as its first value because it equates money with power and control. So all of these creations are coming from that. But now there's this emerging element of like we're living from our heart, just as you were saying, your heart was warmed when you heard your family. The more people are stepping into that now post-COVID because they realize the importance of family and connection, et cetera. So we're definitely going through this massive shift right now where that value system is going to be very much switched up and money's still a part of life, obviously, but to make it the priority over love, over connection, over self-expression, over humanity itself is obviously not conducive to our evolution. So that's the number one issue right now, I think, is um, in general, the scope of humanity is focused on a lot of things to numb out their own feelings, their own intuition, their own emotions. And that's been a byproduct of greed, which I'm not judging it. That's just how it's been. And it's becoming part of our history rather than our future, which is nice. Um, But the other thing is when people do get that sense of intuition, they don't have it well-developed enough to trust it. Mm -hmm. So people will get that inner voice and they'll be like, maybe I should do this instead of that. And, and, and they don't follow it. And uh, sometimes that's in little ways. Like I was on a call with someone yesterday and it was clearly not the right vibe. And I could kind of feel my intuition in there. Like I should just get off this thing, but it was like still a little bit like, would that be rude? And there was this element of like people pleasing in there. And it was just an amalgamation of all these different beliefs, but rather than feel like you got to fight with it, you just experience it and be aware of it. That's really the first step to people allowing their intuition to be their guidance system. That's interesting. It's interesting. Cause I was just thinking of, um, one of my favorite books is like the five second rule, right? Yeah. And in the five second rule, um, well, scientifically proven, I, I think it's scientifically proven, don't quote me on that, is that um, when you you think of something like, um, let me get out of bed, I have, I have to get out of bed, right? Your mind will give you like 10,000 reasons why not to do it right now, right, right now at this time, right? Yeah. And so you have to kind of say, okay, Five, four, three, two, one. Let me just go ahead and do it. But then, so when it comes to intuition, like I, I, I get those, but I never, like, I just don't know. Like, I don't know. Is it intuition? Is it a feeling? It's sometimes I know it's intuition. Sometimes I don't. Um, But like, what's the difference there? How would I know if something is just intuition? So the simplest way is like, if I asked you your name, you would just know it, right? You don't even have to think about it. So intuition is generally that same response. So for example, I'll give this, I was speaking with this gentleman on the other side of the planet in Australia and he had, and this is where the intuition gets mixed up for people is they, they, things look good. Things make sense visually things like it's like this on paper, this looks good, but 
behind the scenes and the emotion, it's like well, something's not aligned. It's not that the sub person's nefarious or anything, but it's just not lined up with you. And we we double we doubt it in a sense because it's like, well, it should be this way, but intuitively or emotionally, we're like, but it doesn't feel that way. So that's generally where, where it's most challenging. And so what we really have to train ourselves to do is just to pay attention to those feelings and develop enough of that self-expression to state that in a conversation, because sometimes, and this was the case for me in this conversation, like this was an older gentleman in his late sixties, he was working on this humanitarian project that was his life's work. He put a lot of money into it and effort, and he was very serious about it. And it was clearly his focus. He wasn't very much open to a, a dialogue with me. It was more a monologue about everything he's doing. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, initially, you know, I wanted to just be like, well, hold on, man, like, stop talking. Like, this is not what we need to be doing here. But there was part of me that thought, hmm, like, is that being disrespectful? Um, you know, things of that nature. And, and, and there wasn't enough energy in me to like shut the whole thing down, because if I need to do that, I'll definitely do that. But, you know, that it's those little discernments. And then we can realize, well, I don't need to create that experience for myself ever again. So that's, the critical key with intuition is when you got that inner voice, but you didn't necessarily use it in the moment rather than beat yourself up for not taking an action step, which is what the biggest issue is, I think, for people. You just say, wait a sec, I can just learn from that. I can rehearse that just like an actor would rehearse their lines before going into the filming of the scene. And then next time, because you will experience it again, because that's what life is. And then you'll have it mastered. You'll have that full creative expression to say, hey, I've now have a healthy boundary here to say if someone's kind of invading my space and projecting their emotions onto me and I know that's not what I need to be experiencing right now, my intuition will kick in and say, hey, there's a boundary that you need to put up or enforce or communicate or express. And then you'll have the actual words to express it. So that's also a really mission critical thing is the intuition, but also having the verbal language to communicate what you're experiencing. Awesome, I love how you, how you put that. Um, and, and you know, Matthew, I wanna ask you as the founder of the Phoenix Rising, how do you serve your clients? Yeah, so the main thing is the masterclass and that's really the beginning portal for people to come check it out. It's, it's free to attend, it's uh, every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And we walk through different processes, but the basis of it is getting people into a higher state of consciousness so that they can actually see with a greater level of awareness what's going on in their lives, their habits, their behaviors, their thoughts, their feelings, their beliefs. And when they can see them from a broader perspective, then some of them just start to fade away because they no longer make sense. And that's really the challenge is we're so involved emotionally in what we're doing day to day that we're not seeing the forest for the trees. It's like we're living in a fishbowl. So the only thing we know is water, but when you can actually step out of the fish tank for a second and you're like wait a second that doesn't really make sense anymore so the process that i specifically use for my students is something called gamma breathing and gamma breathing is a straightforward process it takes 40 or 50 seconds to complete a single cycle and basically what it does it puts the brain in this gamma frequency which is that childlike frequency that we typically have up till age seven when the brain's absorbing things and you can just observe and then and kind of replicate. And so rather than being like most human beings are now where they're very concrete in their thinking, it's more flexible, it's more malleable, it's more like Play-Doh. And so we can actually reignite that state of being that people had when they were children so that they can relearn or unlearn things that are no longer serving them. 
and just allow them to have that greater self authentic expression. Yeah, I know that um, when you and I first connected and you were saying gamma breathing and I'm like gamma breathing, like that sounds so familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And you asked me, have I ever tried it? And I'm like, no. And then you walked me through a session. We, we did a session together. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, I experienced this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it came to me because at um, the beginning of last year, well, probably like November before like 2019, I started going to this place called the Salt Suite. And what it is, is a room full of salt um, and, and salt everywhere. The sand is all salt. The walls are all salt. And there's um, like five recliners with um, the partitioners. And then you sit in the recliner and you put on these headphones and you can either do the gamma breathing mm-hmm. or just listen to like spa music. So I would go in and I'd listen to the spa music. And then the next day, like the next time I was doing three times a day and I absolutely loved it. And um, the next time I hit the button, it said gamma breathing. And it was like, breathe in through your nose, breathe in, breathe out through your mouth. I'm like, breathe out through my, breathe in through my mouth. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And so that's, you know, after we had our session together, I was like, yes, I experienced this all the time. So yeah, you brought back good memories because I really did enjoy it. Of course, during COVID, I, you know, can no longer do that. But, you know, we could be doing the gamma breathing, um, definitely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, and that would, um, you know, I, in April, so I had COVID in May, like two weeks before I got COVID, I had done a weekend class on, it was called um, the Sky Journey, which is like pranayama and the breathing and everything. Mm -hmm. And so that really helped me when I had COVID and the instructor will actually get on the call with me and help me do my breathing Oh, yeah. Um, to help with my lungs because it was doing like the upper lungs, middle lungs, and lower lungs. Mm-hmm. So that did help me. But um, I loved the whole gamma breathing. I just, I, I, I love it. It just is so not just relaxing, but it's just a different way of, of feeling, a different way of looking at life. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, well, my, one of my mentors calls it fifth dimensional frequency or fifth dimensional consciousness. And what does that mean is that this evolution that the planet's going through right now, it's, it's shifting its frequency and we're all in our own ways, kind of on our own version of earth because we're all perceiving it differently. And right now it's this huge melting pot of positive and negative perceptions, but what's happening in the coming years is the ones that are more aligned with that positive frequency, that fifth dimensional frequency they're going to find themselves more, more in their own version of earth. And then the ones that are kind of more in the negative doom and gloom thing, they're going to find themselves on that more version of earth. And so the idea here is collectively, when we enter that gamma frequency, we're, we're opening a portal to enter that higher consciousness and make it more of our permanent state of being. And not everyone fully understands that, but obviously I'm sharing it for a reason because some of your listeners, listeners will understand it. And you know, the idea here is that we really have full control over our destiny and that even this COVID experience has been collectively manifested so humanity could evolve and understand itself in a deeper way. And there's a lot of people taking advantage of that, which is really miraculous from my perspective. I know that um, when COVID um, first hit, um, 
I don't remember who it was that was saying COVID didn't happen to you. It happened for you because look at what's happening around the world. Like, you know, in, I think it was in India, you were able to see the Himalayan mountains for the very first time because everything was shut down. Wow. You know? And when I heard that, I, you know, I had to take a step back and was like, wow, like, yes, we, everybody just needs to stop and, you know, Things need to calm down a little and we need to slow down because we're in such a rush, 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 rush for everything that we do in life that we don't always sit back and smell the roses or actually like, I love to go hiking. I love to go walking. Mm -hmm. And when I'm out there, I feel one with nature. Like I'm looking at that leaf. I'm looking at, you know, what animals are around there. I'm looking at, you know, the clouds, like, wow, like, you know, look at beautiful nature there's a god and i and that to me is me connecting to nature right and i definitely have to say that during covid this 2020 i have been shifting myself yeah more to to being more of of um like you said shifting into this this being of myself absolutely and i've been doing work on this and i i see the shift in myself Yeah, so it's very tangible. And that's one of the other challenges that humanity's had historically. It's looking for external representations of transformation. So like I have more money in my bank account. I have a, you know, really attractive spouse. You know, I have a big house. I have a car. And that's, you know, through the, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s and even the early 2000s. That's been a focal point um, for a lot of people. But now the the playing field's really been leveled first and foremost, everyone's equal because we're all on zoom. Right. So the whole idea of like going and seeing someone on stage and being enamored with them, that is being diminished and, and we're all on stage now. So even humanity itself is having this whole shift to equality in terms of whether it's gender equality, racial equality, hierarchy, equality, Um, we're all equal. We're all one. And we're actually starting to see that in a more tangible external way. But, the fact is it starts inside. So noticing the shift in yourself, the transformation in yourself is like, hey, I feel like really great. And it doesn't even matter what's going on in the external reality to a degree. It always matters what we do in terms of taking action and how we how we communicate and express ourselves. But it all is generated from that internal beingness. And I'm so happy that you're actually noticing it because I think more and more people are noticing when they're in a positive state versus a negative state, when they're actually entering a higher frequency. And the more you can discern that, the more you can allow yourself to elevate in a more sustainable way. Yeah. And, and it's also like, like it's all coming together for me. Like I said, I started going to the salt, the salt suite um, and, and learning the gamut. I didn't even know what it's got. I was just doing what the, what, you know, the headphones <laughs> was telling me to do. And I was like, Oh, I really like this one nostril, the next nostril, like oh, yeah, nice. I really like this. Yeah. Um, but then just other other things that have been happening, other people that have come into my life, meeting you and you making me understand what the gamma breathing was. Like, I, I feel that it's just like it was meant to be. And I've been being led. I guess that's how I feel. I feel like I've been I was being led and am being led to find that my higher self. Yeah. And that, that's your higher self leading you because like you're never separate from your higher self. That's just the illusion. And again, that's what the medication and the substances do it, it it creates the illusion of a disconnection so you're not tied to that but the more you let go of these inhibitions and these addictions to things that are external the more you become aligned with that higher self 
And you notice like it literally is showing you what to do next. And the decisions in life become so obvious. So that's another thing with intuition and how people can tap into it. It's like, well, what's the most obvious thing to do, right? Like if you didn't think about it, what would you be doing right now? Like if you're hungry, you eat, right? If you need some exercise, you go for a walk. If you need to fill your lungs with oxygen, you take a deep breath. So it's the same thing. It's just, we have so many barriers and like those uh, glasses that, you know, are very narrow sided. A lot of people are wearing that uh, with the blinders on, but when you take them off and then you're like, wait a second, I can now see clearly. And then those options become obvious. So it's not anything that you have to like force. In fact, one of my mentors, he says that the greatest power requires the gentlest touch. So these powerful movements, these powerful action steps are actually very obvious to us when we're no longer carrying the burdens of our past or the belief systems that have been holding us back. Yeah, I think a couple of years ago, I had I heard um, listen to I don't know YouTube or something, and I remember um, maybe it was an interview with the Dalai Lama. I can't really remember. I know it was a Dalai Lama. Maybe it was an interview or something like that. And this person was asking they were talking about energy and bad energy and they said well what do you do when someone um is is asking you um what was it was saying things that would make you angry right and he goes oh no i don't accept that gift like that he was just like oh no i don't accept that gift yeah and just that just how he put that that was his boundary nice right that was his boundary i don't accept that gift and that kind of stayed with me for these last couple of years of like, no, I don't accept that. And I don't, if I, something feels with that bad energy, mm-hmm. I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to take it. Hallelujah. So I'm going to put like how you were talking about putting your boundaries up. Yeah. I, I, I'm starting to learn to put my boundaries up. But that was like, that could be like one of the very first things that were, that started my Begin, me being guided to where I'm at right now. That could have been one of the very first things. Hey, no better way to start than with Dolly. <laughs> right? I mean, obviously, you know, he's got a very elevated perspective. Yeah, I don't remember the exact words, but it was, you know, but the question that they were asking him about, but it was like, you know, people saying negative things and stuff. He's like, I don't accept that gift. Was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and when you talk the- about that soft touch, that's, that's what came to mind. Exactly. And that's, that's the power of our decision, right? We're always at free will choice to choose what we're going to receive or not receive. So, but again, having that awareness within himself to know that's not acceptable for him. And then he is able to express it gently because the first phase is really conflict. It's like someone's invading my boundary. I better attack them before they can attack me or they, I better hurt them before they can hurt me. That's the ego's thought system right? So we need to transcend that too, because often we feel like we need to enforce our boundaries. But then of course, what is that? You're just kind of attacking it rather than being gentle with it. So there's a whole series of belief systems to go through where you can, where you can just be your boundaries rather than feel like you need to keep your guard up. And there's some key distinctions there. So obviously for the Dalai Lama, he's created an environment for himself where number one, people aren't really going to come into his space with that vibration first and foremost. And if they do, he has enough control over the entire environment to say like, wait a sec, this is my reality. You're not going to treat me that way. But there's no reason why we all can't live from that perspective in our own manner. 
and and giving ourselves permission to is really where the the whole transformation begins oh my gosh we could talk about this forever i just i love <laughs> i love this subject but when you can you tell us again about your sunday classes and where um our audience our listeners can can um, get more of you yeah so if they go to phoenixrisingmasterclass.com they can register it's free to attend the general admission for the masterclass it's about two hours in length and it's every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern. And it's it's not a, a pseudo sales environment or anything like that. It's an actual master class where people gain the experience of gamma breathing, entering the higher frequencies, seeing their life from a new perspective, witnessing transformation. Some of the transformations and experiences that people have had are just blown my mind. And anything from like elevating their health and wellness and reducing pain to just seeing their life from a new perspective to moving their business forward. But uh, anything and everything's possible when you're coming from that miraculous state of mind. And that's basically what we're generating for people in, in the masterclass. Oh, that's lovely. I will definitely look at my calendar to see if I'm available this Sunday. I'm definitely, I know I've talked to you about it, but now I feel that I'm finally back to, you know, my, my wellness and I'm back on track. So I definitely want to uh, attend your masterclass. And we're going to put the link in as well in the show notes so that everybody can just go in and um, sign up for the masterclass. And like you said, it's a free masterclass every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Matthew Gardner, thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking time to be with us today. And for, I just love this conversation. I love this topic and I love your background. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Gloria. It's been a pleasure being here with you and I'm very happy to share with your listeners. All right, thank you. And everyone, please remember to um, rate our show, right? So if you're listening to our podcast, make sure that you rate the show. We thank you for it. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Sisterhood of Successful Entrepreneurs. If you know anyone that would make a great guest for the show, or if you have a question or topic you'd like Lori to discuss, reach out to us at info at gloryali.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend us on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at gloryali.com.